0: Yes, yes everybody. What is that you hear? You actually hear some clapping, I know. We usually don't get the clapping going for a, a Monday or Tuesday recap pod, but we've got a special guest, Damn it, His first time on the pod, friend of the pod, the Hebrew Hammer himself. Welcome to the podcast, Hebrew Hammer.
1: Thank you, sir. It is an honor, after my worst showing ever in my Cinema Draft career, to be uh, part of the podcast on today of all weeks.
0: Yes, let's give it up for that because he took an audition strategy. He's like, I'm just gonna not care, even though we've got money on the line, even though we've got pride on the line. We're just gonna go total opposite, you know, buck the trend and and just pray for a for a nuclear holocaust to keep people out of the theaters seeing Beauty and the Beast. So he did. He did what he did. Congratulations, Hebrew Hammer, DFL, dead freaking last. Congratulations, sir. (laughs) The the best part is
1: that I think I spent almost 45 minutes explaining to you what the key demographic was going to be for this movie and how much money it was going to do, and then I completely faded it after this. We,
0: we, we love contrarian opinions around here, especially when you're contrary to yourself. All right, Hammer, <laughs> and your horizontal vertical uh, uh shot no no don't change it on our account you know i mean yeah, the 12 people who watch this podcast well i'm sure <laughs> could use the the, the breaking perspectives <laughs> so we are here to, we're gonna take a look at some interesting call sheets i guess we can start with mine i mean why not i mean i did you know just kind of win the whole thing actually uh, we got it well, no, well yes exactly and i'm gonna revel in this because because this week coming up, I have no freaking clue what's going on. So, and we'll get to that in a moment too. But yeah, so basically, and as I kind of predicted, it was going to be a really, really tight bunching at the top. I'm actually really excited and proud of how most people have followed optimal strategy. You know, emphasis on most. Uh, and and did what you know what you had to do. You had to get a headliner stack of Beauty and the Beast. Look at this. You have five. You have less than a point separating second from fifth. That is fucking phenomenal. I love it. I'm very excited about how you know people are, are, are coming up with their own uh, strategies, all but still kind of hewing to optimal strategy. Um, and it's, it was just a really good week for the game. Hell, even my mom nearly cracked the top 10. How, how are you doing, draft mom? Good job. Way to go. So let's, let's take a look at my call She real quick, skew my rationale behind it. And and basically, like I said, the headliner stack of Beauty and the Beast, you kind of had to do it. Uh, and it is a, a prototypical stars and scrub strategy this week. But where I deviated a little bit was was doing everything I could to squeeze in Get Out. Now, now, what do you think about Get Out in its whole? Have you seen Get Out? First of all, I have not. Um, I oh, well, that's right. You yeah. were busy the last couple of weeks, weren't you? I was a little busy with
1: the wedding and the honeymoon, so I've not actually seen most of the movies that I picked for my call sheet. <laughs> if anyway. Yeah, it's given it up one time for marital bliss.
0: Marital
1: bliss. So, yeah, so um, I have not, however, I haven't heard anything except good things. I read, um, I did do a lot of reading on it and and uh, all the different angles and and how it became the movie it, it became and it wasn't supposed to start off that way and everything else. Um, so it is something that I will get out and go see, but only after you don't have it on a call seat because I will not participate in helping you win
0: so <laughs> well there you go and uh and also i'm sure that paypal is in the paypal uh yeah. so yeah so yeah. get out i felt i mean given our options after because basically you blow almost No, you know actually you blow over half your budget on two actors so you're kind of you're, you're kind of stuck after a point but i figured if i could get yeah. get out in there on its was it fourth weekend third weekend uh it had it still had some some holdover potential if i get a headliner in there it'd be the differentiator i needed to break through the pack because everyone else would be pretty much stacking uh, a United Kingdom or the Indian movie, Badranath Ki Dohanya. And we'll get to that one in a second. So I basically did, I basically squeezed in the cheaper of the two headliners and Get Out. And I six-packed uh, a United Kingdom and then I punted the limited release category with uh, Alyssa Lynch from Before I Fall, a non-headliner. And that was just enough to get, get me uh, a three-point victory over second place. Who is Smart Ash? And I'm really excited about Smart Ash in general because she's a new player. She's been in for I believe less than a month and has consistently cashed. I mean, her strategy was was pretty spot on, and she was the one who who kind of split the difference. She had the headliner stack of Beauty and the Beast, and for sake and for you know sake of conversation, we'll just assume unless I say otherwise, everyone had a headliner stack of Beauty and the Beast. So where she differentiated <laughs> it was she had a four four. Well, well, yeah, we, we've, already, we've already pointed out. we right pointed out the Hebrew Hammer, uh, but everyone else had a headliner stack of Beauty and the Beast, uh, and and where she different was she got a split. The difference she had a three pack of a United Kingdom, and then she had a four pack of the Indian movie, which actually looks like it actually outperformed uh, a United Kingdom. So, but it costs a little bit more, though. We kind of anticipate that in the, in the in the in the pricing, so it costs a little bit more. So if you can afford it. That you know, she, you got used some of the Indian movie, and then she also tried to capitalize on Hidden Figures in limited release, which probably was one of the top end uh, limited release uh, performers. What, what did you think of the limited release uh, pr- uh, release type this week? How do, you, how do you think it performed? As far as Hidden Figures, well, so Hidden Figures was in there. I on a, another call sheet, I, I kind of experimented with the with the Belko experiment, which actually was the highest performer, but it was a little pricey. Yeah, for- I love i love the belco i had
1: them also um and going back you know i probably had i jumped on board with the right strategy and had the headliner stack of beauty and the beast would have went heavy on the belco experiment based on um what i read about it and and the trend for it i figured it would hopefully be the top limited release which i believe yeah, it yeah. was
0: yeah, and it, it actually was I mean, i'm looking Per screen average, it was 13th on the weekend for about three grand per screen, which isn't spectacular per se. But on a weekend where all the oxygen was sucked out of the box office by Beauty and the Beast, I think it performed pretty well. Especially since it's, I mean, there are no like huge stars in it. It's on. It's it's kind of like it's it's the type of movie that Hollywood doesn't really make very much anymore. Where oh, uh, look, really it cost five million, so it almost made its budget back in the first weekend. So it's 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 done. You know, it's kind of an under the radar performer that kind of mixes a bit of like horror social experiment i guess it's like i guess if you're trapped in the office building and you're and you had to kill six people or something to stay alive who would you whom would you kill you know it's, it's kind of crazy out there. I'm, I'm interested i might see that on on, on you know dvd on, on uh digital download or some shit you know so yeah it, it, it performed fine but it was a really tough weekend for limited release so you really couldn't go wrong per se uh but i, I like the fact that she did you know, do a callback for Hidden Figures because so there's some some cheap value uh, considering the construction of a call sheet. So smart, Ash, 46.25. Don't spend it all in one place. Good job. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, and then of course take a, look, a quick look at our returning champion. He was third this week. Ring balls, 22. Just a solid performer. He's been playing for about a month straight now. He's joined the group chat. Big shouts, Ring Balls. He also uh, went heavy on the Indian movie. He had one, two, three. He had a five pack, uh, no six pack. Sorry, my my bad. He went all in on the Indian movie, uh, which is a little pricey. And then he also punted with Before I Fall, but he got himself a headliner, so that extra point and a half <laughs> really uh, came into play for him. So, so good job, Ring Balls. Your player, I love uh, your call sheet. You're a player whose call sheet I love to see every week. Keep up the good work. Uh, and should we should we take a look at your call sheet, Hebrew Hammer? Do you, do you want to walk us through? Sure. Your call sheet? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I, and I'll actually bow out. I'll let you explain this. So bless this mess. I'm, I'm a better I'm a better player than this.
1: First of all, all right. Let's just get that out of the way right now. All right. Uh, I'm a top three potential player with uh, at a bad week, but uh, so I, I had made a prop bet with yourself and uh, another another. Uh, Usual participant, uh, Mr. Jay Devlin. And yeah. um, so I had to get a call sheet in. So it's 1030 Thursday night and uh, my new awesome married life, I'm already in bed. And I remembered I got to get a call sheet in. So I, I, I open up the laptop and I, I start strategizing. And I realized that, you know, I probably needed a lot more research than I had in order to get Beauty and the Beast in and a bunch of other movies that were going to make it work. So, I completely abandoned that theory and went back to a week one theory of just complete headline stack of everything that I could fit of every platform and hope that my platform and limited releases would so outperform everything that it would carry the call sheet. And it did, um, but it just carried me right into last place. Beauty, Beauty the Beast may have outperformed my entire call sheet.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, actually, one actor from Beauty and the Beast outperformed your entire culture Yes, system.
1: so oh, yeah. you know that's it's impressive. But uh, I did
0: end up losing that prop bet, um, and I'll be back next week for more. All so. right, outstanding. And and so you had a headliner stack of Logan, headliner stack of United Kingdom. You got you the Belko experiment. Very good, very cool. Um, and also, RAW, which. Was uh, you might have done that for budgetary concerns because that actually was only on nine screens, didn't do what we thought it would do. And although, just, and just to give you an example, even though a, a movie may be on a limited amount of screens, you can still get some success. Look at what, look at per screen what Train Spotting did T2, Train Spotting, the sequel to, of course, Train Spotting, which I think what came out 20 years ago makes you proud to be yeah. Scottish. <laughs> Love that scene. Uh, It made 34,000 only, five screens, so there's pent-up demand for this movie. It'll be very interesting to see how wide it it expands uh, this upcoming weekend. I don't think it's going to go very wide. It might do go up to maybe 25 screens or something. Uh, They tend to kind of platform these movies out in stages, hence the term, the release type platform. But, uh, you know, it said that made 170 grand in five screens. So you never know with some of these movies. But apparently, Raw wasn't the one. But, uh, either way, Kong, Skull Island, Get Out. This is actually a pretty solid call sheet if only you had some Beauty and the Beast. You know?
1: Well, now see, what did you think of Kong? Do you think Kong performs better if there is no Beauty and the Beast?
0: ah oh, man that's a good question um there are two fundamentally different movies for different audiences i i like kong and the word of mouth was really strong on kong but it seems like you know i, I think it does perform a little bit better like what it made 38 million it's oh, no sorry i made a uh, 27 million the second weekend so i think maybe it pushes it like 35 you know i mean i mean it had because Drops in the in this genre are actually pretty steep generally. Like Logan, surprisingly to me, dropped like 58%, even though it had like an A cinema score, 90 something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Like people loved that movie. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Kong right. um yeah, it's 27 million on Kong. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if Kong had done like maybe 35, 37 in a second weekend. But yeah, yeah beauty and the beast demographic than, than you think they do. I and that's why yeah. Beauty and the Beast did it
1: large of numbers as they did. You have to remember every single, you know, well not every single one, but <laughs> I would say a majority of the viewers of Beauty and the Beast who brought their kids also brought their husband who may have gone and
0: seen Kong. Yeah there, there you was go. No yeah. so. it's cool as on this married life. I have no idea. Never been proposed there are pros they would never been married none of that stuff. I mean that I mean your your schedule not your <laughs> 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 <It was great>. own <laughs> Jay just popped on with a text in the middle of the that's awesome. That that's great. Uh, let me. Uh, so while Jay Devils getting together, let's take a look at one more call sheet. Is Jay going to be joining us? I certainly hope so. He uh, something about him waking up and and he he's he's got all the tools to join us. So he pops in. He pops in. Um, <laughs> and and I wouldn't I wouldn't slander the man's call sheet behind his back. He pops. in, He pops in. But I do want to take a look at. So there's a player, a player who's kind of flown under the radar for the most part. He did win the feature presentation once, I think, or got really close, uh, and that is Gamble24x7, Gamble247. He's, now little. I just noticed this when I, was, when I was doing the payouts last night. He has cashed in nine straight weeks. No one else has done that. I mean, I mean, no one else has cashed in nine consecutive weeks. And once again, he's in the money again. A very, very, you know, he's a very solid player. Comes from a poker background like myself. And yeah, and he had a, a pretty solid call sheet. He had the, the B and the B stack. He had, he went all in with uh, with the Indian movie, Bad Renaf. Um And actually, let <laughs> me and then uh and then he had hidden figures in raw he he stacked raw his only misstep was was uh was raw and that's where he said he he thought it was going to be on on more screens than it was so you know could, you know, easy, easy enough mistake to have made but yeah it's it's very solid call sheet i believe it got him in what did he get like top 10 top uh top i think it was fifth, maybe so always you know so you know, another fine you know pl- uh finish by our boy, Gamble247. And maybe we'll get him on the pod one these days. He's, he's always very active. He's always pinging me with questions, making the game better. So I appreciate you. Um, and so then let's take a look at, yeah, he was six. Just just missed by by four points. To, to Jay Devlin, top five in, in our game. So let's take a look at the, the talent pool for next weekend and see what we can see coming up. So this is how I kind of do. I do a little spreadsheet, get everything laid out, and a big overview. So yeah, so when it comes to making my call sheets, I have a slight advantage. But generally, you know, you kind of, you, you kind of get an idea of what's going on up this upcoming week. We try to, we try to range it by what's coming out first. We got chips coming out. Is there any excitement over there in Philly? Uh, Hebrew Hammer on chips? No, no.
1: I don't. I don't think the movie is going to do very well. I think the last, the last few movies that have come out like this with. You know, guys who aren't extremely funny in any way, shape, or form are oh, doing wow. a slapstick <laughs> comedy like this. No Dax Shepard for
0: the people, though?
1: <laughs> no. Look, if it, was, if it was The Rock and Kevin Hart, maybe, you know, but it's not. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's going to have any... If it does do good, i.e. Sausage Party, right, which got... That probably the best marketing job ever, um, as far as getting people to go and spend and set on fire their hard-earned money. Um, you opening like weekend, That's and
0: pretty funny. I enjoyed sausage party. didn't uh, enjoy no. sausage party? No,
1: <laughs> no. It was funny, but I, I think it was. I think it was a better marketing campaign than it was movie, for sure.
0: It was a really, really good a marketing campaign. They 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 sucked me in. They definitely sucked me in. So 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 what movie? So we have so we have eight new uh, films in the town pool this week. A whopping eight films might be a record for us. And so of these films, all of these films that are new to the to the market uh, to the marketplace this weekend, which would be Chips, Life, Power Rangers, a movie called Slamma Jamma. We'll we'll come back to we'll circle back to that. Filari <laughs> and then Wilson starring uh, Woody Harrelson. Are there any of those six movies that you're interested in seeing this weekend? I
1: think Power Rangers surprisingly outperforms most of them, if not all of them.
0: And that's kind of what I'm betting on too. I'm actually I was never into Power Rangers, you know. I mean I was I might have been just beyond the demographic or or or, or... Late in the tail of the demographic for what they for when they were actually popular on TV, I never quite got into it. Like I, I never got into it at all. What am I talking about? I never I never watched Power Rangers, but I'm really interested in this in this movie version. It's like the kids seem fun and likable. The whole you know like the the, the marketing is really good. The trailers look really good. I'm not saying I'm going to go see it this weekend, but like like on a Wednesday, which is like my only shot at possible like you know goofing around time, which I don't have very much of these days. So founder startup, <laughs> I I might see this as a matinee on a Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to have the same effect that Beauty and the Beast had. Obviously, not as big. I'm not TV's numbers, but um, I think you're going to have a big mix of and new audience. So you know, you're going to get you're going to get my age group of guys who watched it growing up as a TV show, who just for nostalgic reasons want to go see it, and then you'll have maybe the slightly older generation that now has sons who want to take them, and then you'll have the brand newcomers who. Are just the age group that um, is interested in that kind of movie, you know, with no history. So yeah,
0: and, and that and that that sounds kind of like me. Uh, <laughs> there are no kids out there that I know of. Knock on wood. Uh, but, so Slam of Jamba. This see, I mean, this comes out of nowhere, and it's gonna be on a thousand screens. I am wildly intrigued. I only say that because I've only seen. And I'm actually gonna talk about this a little bit, probably on the on the the podcast we're taping tonight, uh, the the, the hour long one, but. It seems to have come out of nowhere. It's got no recognizable stars or crew. I'm, I've i seen maybe two commercials for it and only in when I'm like fast-forwarding uh, bet- between segments on uh, on Being Mary Jane on BET. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm not up on my TV one watching. Maybe I'm not up on my PT watching. This shit is under the radar where it's going to be on 1,000 screens. Is there any hope for a movie with a title as preposterous as Slamma Jamma starring Michael Irvin and Jose Canseco <laughs> that, that's got you interested at all? <laughs> Well, I, I mean, the, ca-
1: the cast has me interested. Um, I literally, first time while you were, I, I have the, the site open, I read the description. Um, I mean, I, I well, feel like it's an actually priced.
0: I've, I've priced it to move with, uh, at $6,000 um, for, your, for your bargain basement actor, 6400 for your top line actor. So it's affordably priced. <laughs> oh,
1: it'll probably make it into my call sheet, I'm sure, just for that reason. I mean, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's intriguing. It's The premise seems okay. I, again, I don't, a thousand screens seems like a lot, but it we'll it seems see. like a lot. I,
0: I'm, I'm actually kind of scared for it, but um, but even if it only does like, I mean, could it get too? I'm trying to figure out who its demographic is because there, because there, a lot of times we'll get these movies where they'll they'll either be you know foreign focused, you know, and those tend to be platform films, or even like faith focused. The faith focused films they have a built-in marketing machine from from you know uh, churches and 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 all that Sunday marketing. I don't know, and I mean. And and I watch, I mean, I guess I watch an appropriate amount of TV one and BET or whatever for my age group and demographic, African American, you know, early forties. But I just don't understand who this is marketing to. It just it, it seems low rent on so many levels, but yet, it's 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 a basketball movie. It's called Slam and Jam. It's got Michael Irvin. I'm intrigued. I'm I, my my been peaked.
1: <laughs> In my my is now peaked based on that. And mighty, you see him on it, but uh we'll we'll
0: see. I, I don't know. A, a thousand Wilson, screens, it could be the surprise performer of the week. So if it was on four hundred screens, I mean, I would just stack the hell out of this. On a thousand screens, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little scared, but, but but we'll see. And then Wilson, Woody Harrelson. I've seen the trailer from it. It looks really. It looks, it looks like, like, like a, like a film festival rejig. I, I think it's gonna be terrible, but because it's got Woody Harrelson, it is priced up a little bit. You never know. It's on 250 screens, which is, cut, kind of, which is pretty high for, for a platform release. So, you just never know. But the one I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, in in uh, the platform release category well if train expands at all if it even goes to twenty five screens like i'm estimating i mean I might actually have to stack that because it's dirt cheap and also it it was getting thirty what was it forty thirty four thousand a screen even if that drops down to like you know fifteen or twenty thousand a screen on more screens it could really be like a sleeper hit a lot of good value and bang for your buck uh and then also sense of an ending which I've heard very little about uh it, it looks like it's one of those um uh, British films but since when ending actually did it's on almost 300 screens it's probably going to do another hold on it did it wasn't in the, it wasn't in the talent pool last weekend and I believe it did uh, where'd it go 200,000 300,000 did I do this wrong oh, that's total gross so sorry weekend gross it did since when ending oh maybe it didn't do as much as I thought it did Oh, well, that sucks Oh, there it is, 100, oh, never mind, 180,000. I got excited, then I saw, there's nothing to be excited about. 640 per screen, that thing is dead. <laughs> that thing is dead, dead, dead. It actually might drop screens this week, so yeah. Oh, it looks like we lost the Hebrew hammer, that's unfortunate, uh, I think his phone died. Uh, but anyways, uh, so those are some of the, the highlights we're going into this weekend. Um, uh, some holdovers you look forward to, obviously Beauty and the Beast, we actually kept that price unchanged. Uh, Belco experiment, we actually dropped down that price, I believe, and uh, we can, it looks like we dropped it down by like 500, maybe a little bit more affordable. It might, it's definitely gonna be the leader in limited release this weekend. Uh, Kong Skull Island, still, you know, we dropped that price by about 4,000, 5,000, keep that interesting, and then also Get Out, we dropped by about four grand, three three grand each. To keep that in the mix. So it's going to be a very interesting uh, weekend. It's going to be unpredictable again. Uh, you probably want to have some Beauty and the Beast, but after that, it's wide open. Philari, uh, we have a new Indian movie. We have a new Indian movie, 65 screens, so make sure you check that out. But uh, I guess that'll wrap it up for this, uh, this this micro pod. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and listening. Thanks for putting up with our technical difficulties with our new guest. And uh, we miss you, Jay Devlin. Look forward to getting you back on the pod sooner than later. And tell all your friends, cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. We're on all our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Yes, I said Pinterest. Now subscribe to us at iTunes, uh, YouTube. Uh, Google Play, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Everywhere, anywhere you get your fine podcasts, and also when you're out there and about this week, getting ready to make your call sheets, why don't you see, you know go see a movie or something?